Hello, my sisters. Welcome to another episode of the When Marriage Hurts podcast. I'm your host, Ola Davis, and this is episode number 28. I will be talking about why emotional abuse makes you feel crazy. Why emotional abuse makes us feel crazy or makes us feel so confused and off balance. Um, yes, so let me say no more. I will be right back after this. It promises to be an eye-opening episode, so don't go nowhere. Get your favorite drink, get a snack, get comfortable in a place where you're not distracted because this promises to be enlightening episode and if the topic makes you think what's crazy no i i don't feel well i doubt there's a lot of people i doubt there's going to be a lot of people listening that can um relate to what i'm about to say today but why exactly does emotional abuse makes us feel crazy off balance like we don't know what we're doing I'll be right back after this. Hey sis, welcome to the When Marriage Hurts podcast. I'm your host, Ola Davis. My mission is to help Christian women in painful marriages become aware of the marriage lies our society and religion has programmed our heads with. Are you tired of marriage advice that always blames you for whatever goes wrong in your marriage? Have you attended all the marriage seminars seeking help only to be blamed and shamed for your marriage problems? Has your marriage become the source of your greatest pain? Have you lost hope of being happily married? Are you just hanging in for the sake of your kids? I've been there before. I know what it is like to feel alone in marriage, yet feel trapped by the wedding vows that I made. Together, we will discover scriptural truths that set us free from the pain so that healing can begin. Oh yeah, let's shake some tables. Welcome back. Yes, so I will dive straight into it. The thing about emotional abuse is the more you learn about it, the more it feels like your life makes more sense. <laughs> when, you, when you're so oblivious to the fact that you're being abused, nothing seems to make sense. It feels like you're in um, what they call the twilight zone. It just feels like it feels like you're in a really bad dream that you can't seem to wake up from. It's like you're having a nightmare that you can't really wake, you know, just shake yourself and, and wake up from. There's something about eating emotional abuse that it just it hits you from the inside out and that's what's so insidious what's so evil about it is that it hits you from the inside out so you can be around your loved ones and 
they might not even pick they, they might not even realize that something's wrong or something's off with you and when they do realize unless they are like trauma informed they might they, they're most likely to think oh maybe maybe you have some medical issues going on maybe you have some health problems um they wouldn't really be able to place a finger on the fact that you're being abused a lot of times and that's because emotional abusers let me call them that they are so brilliant in the way that they inflict that abuse on us that it's you know they to to the to everyone around they seem like a nice person they seem like someone who genuinely cares about us so it's almost like you are being harmed but no one can see the arm even now emotional abuse a lot of times takes place behind closed doors right but even sometimes in public there are things that abusive spouses will do in public that inflicts pain on you but the people around really don't see it so you could be out with friends and your spouse will say something to diminish you to to you know to to just attack your self-esteem but to other onlookers it might just seem like oh it was a joke or it was you know so these abusers have a fun, they have a way they have a, a a brilliant way of being able to do stuff like this right so when um for someone who's been physically abused it's easy for other people to see what's going on and be like oh you know no one should treat you this way blah 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 but for abuse that's strictly psychological and emotional because people aren't able to see it and even when they see it they can't really recognize it for what it is only the abuser and the victim knows what's going on right and of course the abuser isn't going to admit to doing anything wrong so that leaves just the victim knowing that something's off here this person shouldn't be treating me this way but because you're not able to get validation from other people not because they don't love you they just don't know what's going on it makes you feel like or maybe i'm wrong maybe there's really nothing going wrong maybe i'm making too much of this you know you begin to doubt your own judgment you begin to doubt your own reality because you just think well if if no one thinks there's anything bad going on why do i feel like there's something bad going on if i'm the only one that thinks this is wrong then maybe i'm wrong maybe 
maybe I'm just um maybe I'm just interpreting things wrong. <laughs> maybe I'm making too much of this. Or maybe I'm just being too sensitive, like my husband says I am. Like we keep having these thoughts, right? Where we're doubting our own reality, we are doubting our own judgment, and that's exactly how the abuser breaks us down. When you get to a point where you can't trust your own judgment anymore, you begin to rely more on the judgment of your abuser. And this is exactly how abusers break us down. My sisters, when you begin to rely more on the judgment of your abuser because you feel like you are not coming to the right conclusions and you're a bit confused about things. You know, this is all subconscious. It's not like you wake up one day and you're like, oh, I'm going to trust the judgment of my abuser. No, it's, it just happens organically, for lack of a better word. So when you begin to trust their own judgment, you begin to depend more on your abuser to interpret your circumstances and your reality. So when they begin to say things to you like, oh, you're no good. You can't really do anything right. And, or, or maybe things are even working well for you. Maybe you get a promotion at work and they're like, oh, you know, congratulations. And, and then they say something else that makes that congratulations not even be a compliment anymore. So maybe they say, oh, congratulations, but you know, they only promoted you because you're a woman or something like that. <laughs> you now, start thinking well maybe he's right what if i only got promoted not because of my hard work but because i'm a woman like they you just start to trust their own judgment better than yours and this is this is just what makes you feel crazy because on the inside you know that you're a right thinking person but at the same time you can't help but feel that well what if I'm not right what if I'm mistaken you know and then they treat you bad and then the next day they do something cute for you they do something nice and you know that cognitive dissonance kicks in again because now you're thinking well he's a, I mean he's a good guy that's why I fell in love with him it's just that sometimes he can't seem to stop himself from doing stuff that hurts me. So that's that's where you get into that cycle of confusion where you, because your mind is desperately trying to reconcile this abusive things that this person does with the good things that they do that's exactly what makes you feel crazy being in an emotionally abusive relationship or marriage you know when when people would 
aren't educated about this this stuff when they try to ask me questions about my marriage and I tell them I see I say you know it's like being in an emotionally abusive marriage is like you are in a in a room full of people right and you are seeing a ghost for instance right and no one else can see that ghost except you and when you're trying to tell people that hey look at that ghost sitting over there they're looking at you like what are you talking about there's no one sitting on that chair and you're like look at the ghost can't you see that ghost and they're like no there's no one there right they're gonna start looking at you like you're crazy like you need help but you know what you're saying you know it's not a figment of your imagination right but everyone's saying there's nothing there so it now makes you question your judgment you start thinking well maybe there's no ghost there maybe i'm just hallucinating maybe i'm having mental issues maybe i need help that's exactly what emotional abuse does to you because you're the only oftentimes you're the only person saying that your abuser is treating you so badly a lot of times people that abuse us emotionally psychologically they are people that have a picture perfect public image you know they're like outstanding citizens in the community they are well respected in church they could even be like church they could be a church leader or a sunday school teacher like my husband was a pastor i don't know if he still is he was a sunday school teacher at some point you know doing well in his career so people see them as outstanding you know members of the community so when you're trying to say this is what this person does to me this is the kind of husband he is people just look at you like this lady is just a troublemaker right she's married to the most wonderful person right and all these things she's saying can't possibly be true so it's like you're the only one seeing the ghost no one else sees the ghost and then you think well maybe i have a problem this is what makes us feel crazy in this kind of marriages so i want you to know that you're not alone if you're in a place of confusion where one day you feel like oh you're so lucky to be married to this guy and then the next day you're like i don't even know what the problem is but something is terribly wrong it's the abuse that does that to you your th that state of confusion that feeling of you know feeling like you're crazy is actually i think it's actually a good sign it means that even though your abuser has conditioned you to accept abuse to a certain degree 
there is still a good part of you that's still able to to think objectively and say, I don't think this is right. I think there's something wrong here. I don't know what it is, but something is terribly wrong. I know they say that marriage isn't easy, but I don't think this is what they mean. I don't think this is the kind of heart that I should experience in marriage. I think I don't think this is normal. So it shows that you haven't been hundred percent conditioned to the abuse. That's why you're able to recognize that something is off. Maybe it's me, maybe it's my husband, but something isn't right here. So this is what makes us feel crazy. Another thing that makes us feel crazy is when we try to talk things out with our abuser and they just look at you like, what in the world are you talking about? You know, there's something about psychological abuse something they do so well is denying your reality. So they do that by lying. They do that by gaslighting you. You know, you might say, I, I remember, you know, when I try to speak, um, I try to talk to my husband about something that he had done that was really really hurtful and it was just like I don't know what you're talking about we never had that conversation I never said those words and I'm thinking what because that was a conversation we had like two or three days earlier and he's looking at me like I'm crazy like no we never had that conversation and I was just so confused I was like is does he have memory problems because you know at that point i was so naive i didn't think that the man i was married to could lie <laughs> and it was like no i don't i don't know he had this look on his face like a look of concern even though he wasn't saying the words but you know when someone looks at you with pity in their eyes like i hope you're okay i'm concerned about you you know, he didn't say those words, but he had that look on his face. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. We never had that conversation. And I thought, what? And in my mind, I'm thinking maybe my husband has memory issues. Because I just couldn't reconcile the fact that this guy could be lying about this. I wasn't trying to accuse him of anything. I just wanted to have a simple conversation where, you know, I was going to say, you know, why would you say those things to me? But he just flat out denied ever having that conversation with me. So we really couldn't have that discussion. Now, when things like that happen and you are your, and your abuser are the only witnesses, like it was in my case, the only other witness was my daughter who was still a baby at that point. You don't have someone else that can say, oh no, you did say that to her. I was there. I heard you. It makes you feel like you're going crazy. So at first I thought, oh, maybe for sure he must have memory issues because he can't possibly be lying about this. But then when things, when those kind of um, scenarios would repeat themselves, over time, 
I couldn't really stick to the narrative of, oh, maybe he has memory issues. I just, I just started doubting my own memory. I started thinking, well, did it really happen? Cause it's saying it didn't happen. Like it just put, put me in that state of confusion and feeling crazy because I felt like, no, this really did happen. But then this man that I know that doesn't lie is saying that it did not happen. So maybe it did not happen. But if it did not happen, why do I remember it as happening? You see the crazy making there? So that's why. And, you know, this kind of crazy making kind of life, it puts your whole body in a state of unease. You know, after a while, I saw that I was, I was, uh, I couldn't relax. I couldn't, even when I wasn't bothered about something, it was as if my body lost the ability to relax. And I wasn't really a patient person when I was in that marriage. Um, it greatly affected my relationship with my kids because I would snap at them for the, you know, slightest thing. Um, my sister's emotional abuse is a, is a truly evil thing. It truly is evil. It truly is evil. And I sincerely believe that it's one of the greatest weapons that the enemy is using in these times. Has been using for years actually. But, you know, there's more awareness around this um, phenomenon right now. I believe it's it's one of the biggest weapons that the enemy uses to attack the children of God right in their own homes all right i hope that you've been able to learn a thing or two i hope that this episode was one that you found very helpful if so please go to our facebook group when marriage hurts or um, our instagram and is also at when marriage hurts you can send me a direct message if you don't feel comfortable posting or you can post anonymously and i'll really really love to hear from you until next week when i come your way with another episode of the podcast this is ola davis saying Jesus loves and cares about you. Have a wonderful week ahead. Has this podcast blessed you? If yes, please head over to Apple Podcasts, When Marriage Hurts, and leave a written review for the show. It would be such a blessing to me to know that this show has impacted you in some ways. Also, share this podcast with a friend. Let's spread the word. Lastly, if you would like to be a part of a community of like-minded women of faith who are on a journey to living the best life God has for them despite their marriage challenges, join our Facebook group, When Marriage Hurts. 
Until next time, remember the words of Jesus. Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest.